and one of the reporters asked him who gave you authority to carry out the coup and he said i gave the authority and what about the indians he said what about the indians they can go back to india some of us were third and fourth generation fiji indians we had no connection to india where would you go this is the end to z of film with andy and rajiv Hello everybody and welcome back to the NTZ of Phil. This is a very special episode because I am your sole host for today's episode, Andy James, and I'd like to welcome my guest and occasional podcast host, Rajiv Mishra. Welcome Rajiv. Thank you for having me on the podcast, occasional podcast host. Oh, it's not a problem. I've, you know, managed to squeeze you in. It's fine. Thanks. Been wanting to have you on the show for a while for a now, while. actually. So I'm glad we could actually sort it out. <laughs> it's a, a special bonus episode. Is that how many bonuses we'll do this season? We'll do we'll do a few. There'll be another one. Bonus bonus. Well, there. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Whatever. You don't decide that. You're the guest. I'm the guest. Shut up. All right. Uh, no, don't shut up because you're the guest and we want you to talk. Right. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Today we're talking about Rajiv's uh, recent short documentary, In Search of Tuaranga Waiwai. And I've been tasked with interviewing him, which is uh, daunting for me because I've never interviewed anyone before. So I'm sorry, it's terrible. It's quite the, um, it's quite sort of egotistical of me. <laughs> we're going to use, use, use the podcast as, as a promotional tool for my short film. But thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Andrew. That's good. I mean, yeah, as I said, not a problem. Been wanting to have you for a while. I'm just going to stop right there. I've got pizza delivered. So just one moment. <laughs> just taking a short break in the podcast while Andrew gets his pizza. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> right, and uh, as this is my first time, I thought I'd start with a pretty standard question that seems to be asked all the time. What sort of camera did you use <laughs> in making the film? And more specifically, what sort of lens? What, what sort of lens? Please include the brand uh, name. Well, well, well the, the, the bulk of the film was shot by Brandon Timo Wananui on a Canon... What was the Canon? Canon something. The the one that you don't actually have to answer. This is a stupid the, question. It's the, it's I the, hate people who ask it. It's the camera that Martin Scorsese did a did a video for on YouTube. I think it was one of the there first you go. things. That's, so, yeah. that's a great answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Martin Scorsese's camera. Martin Scorsese's camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Canon E three. I can't remember what it's called. Sorry. Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but actually, in all seriousness. Um, <laughs> So I know you've talked previously about doing some sort of film, whether it be a documentary or a narrative, on some of your family's history. Mm. And so I was wondering, what was it behind doing this, doing an interview with your dad? Oh, right. So there's, at this point in time. Right. So there's quite a lot of stuff going on there. Um, I guess, you know, me and you have been film and TV, filmmakery people for quite a while, so... I guess I've always wanted to make something, <laughs> and and we, me and you have good start. We, me and you have done submissions for various things through the years, had been unsuccessful, and uh, many years ago, I made, I, I sort of uh, promoted this idea of a uh, a film about Fiji, migrant Fijian Indians because it's kind of a story that nobody really knows. Like there was a there was a military coup in yeah. Fiji in eighty seven, which you'll you'll see people can see in the documentary, and. You know, after that point, there was a, a, a large exodus of people from Fiji, main, mainly Indians, but also Fijians, and you know they settled in lots of different places around the world, and, and one of them was, was New Zealand. So, sort of long story short, I had this idea to make a documentary about like the diaspora of the, the Fijian Indian experience, mm. 
and it was always you know i remember applying for funding i think back in the day it was like with creative and zen lala rolls was was my producer she's a wellington uh, talented filmmaker herself and it never really went anywhere i think i think because i was young i didn't know what i was doing but also it was kind of you know the sorts of ideas about like documentaries about like big things like things that you know you right they're sort of they're big so this this was you able to have a bit more of a focus yeah 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 it was it was it was too big yeah. so yeah over the years it became like well that's too big no one's gonna no one's gonna care about like a two hours about a people's history and then it was like oh well, you know i should make it about my family sure. my family I, I know there's lots of interesting stories about the the migration of my family and then eventually it became oh it's my dad like i'm always i'm always listening to stories about my dad and my dad's always telling me because he's sort of a natural storyteller and i don't know you might have heard yeah, well he's he's obviously he's <laughs> very comfortable on camera yeah 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 i mean that that was another thing we i sort of tried to do as well but he he which i could talk about later but he he's always telling stories i mean i don't know whether you've you've met you've met him over the years i think he might have told you a couple yeah, of stories so, so he's you know and i yeah. and i thought well this is ridiculous he's the most he's literally the most interesting person that i know <laughs> i should probably just make a story about him you know <laughs> and and then i wrote this application the the application this is always the way right like the application that i spent the least amount of time on and i guess because it's the one yeah it's the one i got i think it's yeah. the because it had been percolating in my mind for so long that i knew exactly what i wanted so that's why it, I literally took like two hours to write it because I found out about the deadline and I sort of buggered up the time frame <laughs> and I thought I had another week and uh, and then I did it and then it was like I literally had two hours so I wrote it in two hours and then submitted it and just forgot about it because I'm wow. like that'll never get anywhere and it's the first one ever where they've been like hey we want to give you money <laughs> which is nice well fantastic well I'm glad they did <laughs> yeah. um, well on, on that on you having this having percolated in your mind for a bit I wanted to ask like the very specific the photos all spread out in front of your dad on the table yeah. was that there from the beginning did that just come from no like where did that idea come from because it does really work in that you've got his past laid out in front of him yeah uh... quite literally <laughs> and then you you know you use a lot of a lot of those photos in the film I was just wondering where that came from how if that's always been a part of it no it, it's 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 never been a part of it i think that came from the fact that the wireless who are part of radio z had a duration time loan of 12 minutes between six and 12 right. and and this is the third season of the wireless stocks they've done and in, in previous i had a look at a bunch of previous ones and they seem to be wanting quite short like some of them are like i think the majority were like four to five minutes i was like okay well i need to convey well, yeah i need to convey the history of a man you know in a short amount of time and i and i you know in my mind i had all these ideas like i'd, I'd show my dad walking around and looking at photos or talk it like i had a whole bunch of things where he'd be sitting down with other people that know him and talking and i was like we can't do any of that I, you know and, and the film ended up being 11 minutes so i sort of pushed that time limit to almost its its maximum yeah but i thought you know i do need to i need to convey to an audience quickly the idea of history and i needed to have a key image one you know because this is for the internet they needed they needed a key image you know like a um what do you call them the the, the photo right. thumbnail. the features thumbnail that's right so it needed to yeah. be something interesting and i'm like well what can it be <laughs> like my dad you know there's, there's footage of my dad doing stuff but i need to convey the idea of, of history and yeah photos on a table I, I don't know where i don't know where it came from exactly but i just thought it might be a good idea and i remember running it by um a filmmaker uh mentor of mine costa bodis who's been extremely valuable in this whole process and he was like i wouldn't do that it's too distracting <laughs> and i was like oh, okay and then i was like oh maybe i'll do it but then i was like nah, nah i'm doing it <laughs> i'll do it 
And to be to be fair, Costa, he's he's wrong because <laughs> well, he, once I showed him the film, he was like, you know, it really works. It's really great. I'm like, yeah, a few, few. Because I was worried that it would be too distracting. I was like, oh, is this going to be like people are like, what's what are the photos? But most people are like, oh, it's great that you put the photos on the table. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I think especially uh, watching it in preparation for this, I really noticed how well that all tied the film together really mm. yeah uh, the use of all that so well I mean you mentioned that you had a time limit that you were working to mm. and I was wondering if <laughs> how much more did you shoot <laughs> then did you did you like is what we see almost everything or is there so much more and this could be extended out there, there's a lot more a there's a lot more I mean uh, I could before I apply, would you want to extend? Would you want to have a a longer cut? Yes, I think so. I, I mean, I'm thinking about it. So we've got the short film right now that I want to enter the festivals, but there is a an idea of making a longer cut. But there's there's a whole bunch of technicalities involved with that. The, the post production house where I, where I edited it is kind of uh, archived all my footage. So it's going to be it'd be quite a process to to re- reset it all and, and get the editing going back. I guess I could just do it at home, but you know. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I sat down with my dad for a day. I sat down with him. I mean, I talked about it. I talked to him about it previously, so we, he had an idea of what I wanted to do. And then I sat down with him. <laughs> he didn't just rock on up at home and <laughs> no. say, "Hey, Dad, I'm interviewing <laughs> you today." I actually asked him about whether I could do <laughs> <Sit> it <here laughs> before I submitted it, and he was like, "Yes." I was like, "Oh, thank okay. goodness." Um, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like last minute. <laughs> but I, I sat down with him. Uh, like I did a pre-interview for about an hour. I was sort of gave him the questions. I'm like, I want to talk about these things. And then we we actually filmed with him with a crew in in my house. That's actually my the house I grew up in that the film was shot in. Uh, we sh- we we um, as, as you would know, um, we recorded for the whole day. Uh, I think I think I have four hours of footage of my dad wow. talking about his okay, life. Okay, so, so yeah, okay, so to cut down from four hours to what, 11, 11 and a half minutes. Yeah, it was a difficult task. It's probably the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Good lord. <laughs> so I mean, how did you do that? What was your thought process between behind uh, deciding what to? cut out what to focus on right did you just try and focus on giving the broadest overview possible or did you pick out certain things that helped tell the story better yeah that's i mean that's a really good question because because i literally you know i got this i got the call from or was it was it just i don't know this one and this one and we'll use that but and yeah that looks good <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's just it's just bub- it's just bumbling okay. through it no, i'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping my background as a as a, as a professional editor uh, came into play, and I think it did, which is good. But you know, I I, I got the I got the call from the wireless, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to give you money." And I was like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> now, now, <laughs> now, now I need to you know, NZ on air, oh, no. you know, in New Zealand on New Zealand on air is government public funding, and I was like, "Okay, now I have to actually make, it's happened now. I've got this contract I have to sign and send back, and now I have to make this film." Actually, one of the first things I did was I went to Costa, who's been quite quite the mentor over the years Costa Bonis is really respected one filmmaker and I actually sat down with him for like three hours and I was like I got money now what do I do you know because <laughs> I sort of you know I've sort of fallen into editor- editorial like editing and post-production as, as my day job and sort of making making short fun films and music videos and my friends has kind of fallen by the wayside so I sort of feel like I lost some of my directorial mojo and in this on this project I'm the producer as well so I have to control that side of things too you know, luckily it's a short film, and so it's not it's not that complex. But it, you know, there's a lot of things I'm like, oh, can I can I even do this? Do I even have the skill set to do this? 
so so you know there was a lot you know and then and then I was like okay no you just gotta you just gotta hunker down and do it so yeah so I had this I had this list of questions for my dad because because he's always telling stories I mean the one thing that you find out in the, in the film is that my dad used to be in the foreign service and he was a diplomat so all his most interesting stories are, are that but, you know but with, right. but with a film you have to have an arc it can't just be like lots of anecdotes which I which I did I did contemplate and I'm still contemplating just making that into like a web series maybe an animated web series because he does have hilarious like adventures in the south pacific as a, as a diplomat which would make a pretty <laughs> funny story pk's adventures yeah, as a diplomat yeah, yeah. pk's diplomatic adventures <laughs> but you can't i mean that's not a film so i had to have an arc so <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean those are those are anecdotes and jokes but you know so there was like growing up literally in a village with no electricity i mean spoilers for the film but you, you know you watch it but it's you should you should have watched it by now <laughs> yeah. this bloody podcast is probably going to run longer than it so stop listening to this uh, it's all, we've, and go watch the film. we've already run longer than the film um, yeah. <laughs> um you know growing up and then joining the foreign education and then joining the service and then you know having adventures as a as a diplomat and then the, the coup happening like as the as the main turning point right and then the down yeah the downfall and then the migration to new zealand and then rebuilding his life i mean the the documentary is is kind of my story too you know weirdly the end of it is anyway um so it's quite, it gets quite personal which is another hard aspect of the film but but you know but those are the things so i had to have that beginning bit the coup and the end so those those bits had to be in the film so those were the sort of okay, bits so like, that you you use that as a structure to... yeah and then oh. and then the hardest part was oh, here are these like 20 different stories about my dad's adventures being a diplomat which ones do i put in the film and a lot of that ended up being dictated by by the footage we had access to. I mean, there's no footage; it's all archive photos. So, you know, I looked I looked at the breadth of photos. I'm like, which are the most interesting photos? How can we best tell the story? So, and then and then also, what will it? What will a greater audience be interested in? You know, and so we ended up right. w- with the with the foreign service stories. So I ended up focusing on the UN. People know what the UN is, so that's a recognizable thing. So I'm like, okay, we'll put that in there. And and, we, and I had a couple of photos which were interesting, and I and I shot some footage that that would work really well with that. And then uh, meeting the Queen, spoilers, everyone, my dad met the Queen, which we had a couple of photos. Spoilers for your dad's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoilers. And I was like, well, you know, we have to have more than one because <laughs> one story is not really enough to say. Look at all the fun things he did. So I thought, well, a, a, min- right. a minimum of two would probably be all right. And then and then when he's in London meeting the Queen, that sort of bleeds over into going to study diplomacy at Oxford which then leads yeah. leads into the coup so you know it's sort of that sort of flowed quite naturally but there were there were so many stories that i really wanted to to put in there so many funny stories about things my dad did you know meeting david longy and negotiating um, trade deals and going to um uh going to hotels and having like iguanas fall on him from the ceiling and shit like you know, there's just <laughs> there's just so many stories that he just has all these great stories you know and it's and any one of them would have been great but the, it ended up being <clears throat> what conveys having done lots of cool stuff and it was sort of those two things and and, right. and it was sort of pick, cherry yeah cherry picked to the sort of pinnacle ones that then mm. also helped everything flow yeah yeah it was it was and you know part of that process was it was matt frazier who was uh an editor who i worked with at a company called source where i did the post-production shout outs to source were very good to to my <coughs> uh film which is really cool um being much more much more experienced and much more talented editor than I am uh, and he sort of came in and helped me massage things and sort of make them flow I mean I, I sort of cherry picked the, the stories myself but but Matt you know confirmed my ideas he's like yeah right, that's so, a good way of doing it so it, it helped to have a a non 
family yeah. member have their eyes on it. Yeah, I mean, the idea was to have Matt edit it actually because I was like, he's he's great and I love him and he's a, a great friend, but he was too busy with the work stuff. So what they did was they just put me in the edit suite right next to him <laughs> and I edited it. My okay. and, he'd come, and he'd come in at the end of the day and have a look and talk. And then he even he even gave out some of his weekends to work on the film, which is really great because you know he's got a family and stuff. So he's 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 a cool dude. He's invaluable to the production. Yeah, it does all it does all flow very well. But um, I just wanted to go back to you mentioned you know that it's quite personal, and I wanted to ask how was it working with your dad, basically <laughs> interviewing your dad, and I mean especially when it starts getting quite uh, emotional. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it's the same. It's the same when you're directing actors, where you know you, most directors, and I, I, I sort of fall into this camp where you get actors that you think are good so you just let them do their thing <laughs> and my dad is just right. a natural storyteller so I just you know I've got I've got these questions that are prompting him but then he just goes he's he's not a yes no guy like you ask him a question he's like yes no he, he will give you a, a full <laughs> well thought out story and so that so that was relatively easy because I'm like well this is this is this is a, a home run I could do this in my sleep I just get my, just turn the camera on and get right. my dad you asked him what he had for you asked him what he had for breakfast and he gives you a whole story about meeting the queen <laughs> yeah 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 I mean it's just yeah. the same with this podcast like we've had guests on here where I'm like oh yeah we're just like Dan Slevin's a good one we'll just let them talk you know and me and you can just be quiet um, so, this, <laughs> so so that one that was easy but then when it did get when it got personal you know I was kind of like yeah that's difficult that's difficult I mean spoilers again for the film there's, there's a point where my father breaks down you know, and has a little bit of a moment. And uh, the number of times where I can see, I've seen my dad show that level of emotion, I can count on one hand. You know, my dad's pretty old school, pretty humble, so yeah. he keeps things pretty close to the vest. So that was kind of, especially like with a, with a film crew. You know, sitting there with my my camera guy and my soundie, and I'm like, we're just a small film crew, but you know, and it was under he was under a hot light, and and I just thought, uh, you know, I didn't think in a million years we'd get anything like that. I just was really surprised that happened so i guess i can just I'll, I'll, I'll claim it i'll claim it as me but you know i guess i guess my dad's using it was using the moment as a a way of well it is talking because it's, about that's stuff. that's very it is very strange because like you said it was a very real and very personal moment and then you do yeah you think about the film crew standing there <laughs> yeah. and that it's under a hot light so there's this weird unreality yes it's, it's a weird almost antiseptic environment in a way like you know you try to yeah. you set dress it and you you know we turn the table around so it's so it's kind of it's kind of an alien space really even though it's his house but you try to make it, mm. you know, you put all these family photos out and then we I put the radio in the background. I try to put things in the shot that were relevant and, you know, and it's his space, but it's kind of, it's kind of weirdly not his space. So, uh, you know, I, I, that was something I was worried about where it's like, oh, you know, we've, we're, we're affecting the storytelling by creating an unnatural environment. That's why we, we sat him at home. You know, I don't, I don't want to take him anywhere else. In in addition to that, um, I tried very hard to make the environment comfortable and, part of that was my the crew I used I used a guy called Aaron Davis to record the sound and a young guy Brandon Timuananui who I who had never worked with before to to on, on as a DP and they're both they're both Māori guys and I thought it was that was something I thought was might 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 be helpful and I think it was helpful to create an environment that my dad felt safe in because he's worked predominantly in, in Māori organizations for like the last five odd years of his career and and before that he was kind of he was quite key in helping to introduce, introduce sort of tikanga Māori into Māori into previous organisations he'd worked with. So I don't know if it did work, but I felt like it worked, you know, to sort of create an, an environment that he was comfortable in. 
um, and it was great because cool. afterwards you know Aaron you know hongied my dad and stuff so it was a good the whole day of, of filming was, was a really good sort of experience for everyone which was cool you know it was nice they, oh it's fantastic <laughs> and so what um, what has your dad what has your family thought of the film oh, it, have you got any feedback from them or it, it, are they just like <laughs> very stoic <laughs> it's just no, no no feedback just radio silence no every, everyone's been yeah. everyone's been positive which is which is really great you know I, I, you kind of expect that you know you think you think oh people are just being nice like you know your family member made a film will be nice to them but there's been like i've gotten feedback from people which is cool but family the family feedback that's gone to my dad has been pretty incredible you know like it's been pretty overwhelming like my dad is forwarded me emails and he showed me his facebook page and all the comments he's been getting is really great you know every now every now and then family will mention me but not much which is fine you know like, <laughs> yeah, the guy behind the, the guy camera, behind the so camera, that's fine you know yeah. i'll take i'll take the one dad's the star yeah, he's the star which is great it's great i mean i did i did get one what did he say he said oh, one of my uncles from canada said you know you've got the skills and talent to do this and uh you need to keep making keep making films for the good of humanity, which is like the good of humanity. Is that about you or about your dad? About me, about me. The, okay, making good. films for the good of say. humanity. It's quite weird. Quite weird. I never thought of myself <laughs> as right. that. So, no, it's been good. I mean, like, like for instance, he's he's even gotten calls from like relatives he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't been in, in, in great contact with. You know, there's Facebook. People keep in contact via Facebook, but but he got, actually gotten he's gotten a few phone calls. Like he got a call from Sydney from a cousin you know because, oh, because of the film. so it's got a, it's got it's been um having quite a wide reach i think so i mean you know part of the film d- talks about how the, the coup sort of you know displaced a lot of us to various parts of the globe so so of course it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be watched by people in canada australia england america new zealand so and well, as you yeah. say it's it's a story that hasn't really uh been told no, uh, that often. Well, it, and it's a weird one because we're not refugees. Like there was, you know, they call it a bloodless coup. Some people were beat up, but I don't think there was a, a death toll of any number. So it's not sort of like a tragedy like that where people th- talk about like, you know, people being killed. No, but at the same time, like people were calling up your dad and well, essentially threatening you and your brother. Yeah, yeah, which is something I, so I pretty I, terrifying. I only really recently found out about, which is you know scary. <laughs> And I guess that's that's another thing. Like people don't talk about it. Like the, back in two thousand two, when I first you know mooted the idea of making this uh, docu- documentary about our people, you know, my dad was like, you know, people aren't going to really be willing to talk about this. It's too soon. You know, it's like, yeah. and I think he might have been right. Whereas, you know, it's it's so long now that I think people feel a little bit more comfortable discussing what they went through. And and there's all sorts of stories. Like my uncle has a great story about being confronted by the police, uh, by the army and his his officers. So there's lots of there's So hey, hey, this could be a whole series. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I don't I don't know whether I'm the right person whether I'm the to tell <laughs> the story, but we'll see. Why not? We'll see. Yeah, why not? We'll see. Yeah. Why not you? We'll see. If not you, who? <laughs> if not me who? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many Fijian Indians there are working in in, in the entertainment industry. I think Madeline Sami is a Fijian Indian. Maybe she could be part of it. <laughs> there you go, you guys. Well, <laughs> um, and I know I really I think we'll be sort of wrapping this up uh, fairly soon. Just we don't want to be too much longer than the film. Um, <laughs> but I know you had previously mooted um, as part of the film going back to Fiji. I imagine budgetary reasons <laughs> probably kept you from from doing so but i don't think it it needs that necessarily but do you want to perhaps explore it as a follow-up or yeah i mean or is it 
this is this is done. <laughs> I mean, I think in a way, I've had a, I've had a, a a filmmaker tell me I need to move on to the next thing. So I guess that's always a consideration. Like, don't don't dwell on stuff for too long. But we did we did we did originally want to go back to Fiji. I did like even in my proposal, I was like, you know, my dad goes to Fiji every now and then for funerals and stuff. So you know, we can we can follow him back. And and actually, this year he actually went to San Beto, where he grew up for for a funeral, uh, and it would have been great. Uh, to follow him with a camera but uh, mm. he went he went like he only went quite recently which is quite you know quite a long period after uh, production was happening so so yeah i mean if they were I, I, you know and that would have just come out of my own my own pocket because the budget wasn't you know the, the money we got wasn't nearly enough no, to so, cover a crew going to going to fiji it's a short documentary <laughs> so it's not going to get a <laughs> no. uh, million dollars no so it's it's funny that i put it in the application in the first place i imagine the funders are like we're not sending them to fiji <laughs> um, <laughs> um but 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 you know the, the 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 way the film ended up being structured it was kind of like it would kind of be i think it'd be kind of jarring if we had footage of fiji because it starts it starts with like these black yeah. and white still images and then it goes into colored still images and then the coup happens and because we didn't have because no one takes a lot of photos when a military coup is happening they're kind of just worried about themselves <laughs> there's not a whole bunch of photos so, that. <laughs> you know family photos of the coup happening <laughs> so, yeah. so i ended up you know there was a few archive photos from journalists that i put in there that were ended up being quite expensive and I also did some recreations that are kind of weirdly metaphorical, dramatic reenactments or something. Yeah, but they not quite a not quite a dramatic reenactment. But I think those were yeah, those were short enough and <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say abstract enough, but sort of yeah, they were. I mean, that's what I was going for. Yeah, I, I didn't want to make them literal. So they were kind of weirdly abstract, which no. which I think kind of works. And so and then and then the only time we see my dad in actual footage and, and modern day footage is in the modern day, right? So that that's kind of like the yeah. weird progression of archive photos to real real life footage in, in New Zealand so so in the end we didn't we didn't we didn't have it and then I was like I wasn't too worried about it. I wasn't like oh damn it I wish I had it I was like oh no this kind of works as a, as a film you know but yeah maybe maybe in the future we go and follow my dad I mean I, I personally would love to go like my dad took some photos of where he grew up and I was like wow you grew up in this village in the Wop Wops and now you you know you live this amazing life so I would like to go I've never been you know I, I don't have that relationship with Fiji like my parents do and my parents generation do where they have uh, a strong nostalgia for it and maybe my brother too because he's, he's eight years older than i am seven years older than i am yeah. so I don't, I don't have that um my my feelings are kind of like that's where i was born but i don't know that place that well and i feel like it didn't do us any favors in the end you know <laughs> <laughs> i sort of I, I grew up here you know in new zealand with yeah exactly <laughs> it's sort of it's it would be like i don't know me going back to napier although it's much easier for me to go back to napier <laughs> less less people deposing the mayor as well um <laughs> Uh, for the international listeners, Napier is just a city in New Zealand. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it's not that uh, we could. I think we could continue talking, and we could probably get very deep. But I wanted to. I want to keep this on the film, keep the focus on the film, and I. I just. Uh, I would like to say thank you very much, Rajiv, for. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much for the film, and thank you very much for uh, coming on to the podcast. <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I just like to say just one last thing because because we're talking and you know uh, all the credits are on the film, so you can see all the people that help make it come through. So film's not it's not a it's not a one person thing. As much as people love the auteur theory, it's it's all a huge collaboration. I mean, even Andrew, who I'm talking to right now, is part of it. I showed him a cut, and he what? gave me some opinions. So every everyone oh, contributes. Yeah. You know, there's there's all these people. I mean, I mean the crew, the crew, Brent Timonui. Uh, 
uh, Aaron Davis, uh, Dan Christie helped me shoot some stuff, and Phil Burton did a great mix, and Jeremy Veal, who does all the stuff on this podcast, was the guy that made the fantastic music in the movie. Greg Pawsey, he was the color grader, did an amazing job, and Ed and um, Matt Fraser was my my co-editor, did a great job. I think that's everyone. <laughs> Make sure those are the people that were on the crew. And then there's a weirdly for a short film a page of thank yous that's like twenty names. You know, <laughs> that's just that's yeah, watching that again. I was like, oh wow, there's a lot of people. Yeah, on it's this. Just, okay. just that's just how it goes. Well, so. it's it's a community. That's how these things happen. That's how these things happen. So I apologize if anyone's listened to this that really did help out. But you know, I, I made sure we credited everyone that was in the film. Oh, and the Natonga Sound of Vision, New Zealand film, New Zealand um, archives, fantastic. And thank you to New Zealand On Air and uh, The Wireless and Radio NZ for uh, giving me money to make my film. Thank you. Someone someone thought it would be a good idea, so that's great. <laughs> I guess that's Luke. That's Luke. excellent. So if anyone is listening to this podcast who hasn't seen the film, uh, you can go to thewireless.co.nz, and it's on the front page, I believe. You have to scroll through a couple of other uh, well, so- uh, things, but it is In Search of Tūranga Waiwai. That's right. Um, and Please go and check it out. I mean, it's not on the front. This is sorry to be annoying and keep the podcast. It's sort of, it's, well, it's not. It's not it there. Kind of is. Well, the wireless has now been folded into the Radio and Z website. So if you type in the wireless yeah, the the Z, go. it goes to there, and it's still on that front page. Yeah. It's the Indian man at the table. Yes. You can see him there. It's also on my website uh, at our Rajiv M R A J E E V M dot com. If you want a more direct link. Right, and well, where, where else can people find you then, Rajiv? Oh, well, I, and the film is on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, but it's on the Radio NZ Facebook page. And if you find my dad on Facebook, you'll find his post for it. And all my and all my cousins have posted it, which is great. So, thank you for everyone that that's helping promote the film. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Rajiv Film R A J E E V F I L M. I'm also there on the Letterboxd, and I think those are the two places you can find me on the internet. I'm occasionally. <laughs> on the Twitter when I'm watching another Marvel movie with a couple of beers in me and live tweeting it at uh, Andy James underscore Inc and that is with a K and you can find the podcast at N-T-Z-O-F yeah? on Twitter yes got that yeah. right alright excellent we've got a thank you very much and, uh, and, and uh, Rajiv shut up now you're the guest oh, sorry, I'm sorry 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 thank you for having me on the podcast <laughs> sorry we're going to get out of here I'd like to say thank you once again to my guest Rajiv Mishra I look forward to your uh, sequel in search of Tūranga Waiwai 2 Too Fast Too Furious (laughs) thank you thank you for having the podcast